0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. I'm going to talk to you about the psychology of winning. I've learned, I think, a lot about winning from my experiences in athletics as a performer and also, too, as a coach. But I think what I really gained is in the academic side. I learned about winning from helping clients when I was a therapist. I learned about winning from the research I did. I learned about how losing is conditioned. And we're going to talk a little bit about all this. This isn't a one-time deal here. This is a complicated topic. But I think we need to understand the psychology of winning because we're in a long journey. This could be a generational battle to get our country back to where it was. To not do it is scary. Now, I want to make sure you hear this. An overriding goal of the globalists is to destroy all privacy, know what you're doing every second of the day, and herd you into densely populated areas. Take a look for a moment, if you would. Some of you have the academic background. Some of you might need to look it up. Well, what happens when a government herds people into confined areas? The worst moments in history happen when that event takes place. And what we're failing to see as a nation is where this ultimately will take us. When these people make depopulation comments, these people think think they're in charge, self-appointed demagogues like Klaus Schwab, and when they say we need 500 million people on the planet, believe them. Now, we have to decide what we as people are going to do. And I want to talk to you a little bit about neurophysiology, neuropsychology, behavior modification psychology. And I want to walk you through a few common sense things based on research, some of it new, some of it really old, and talk about where we're at and what's the next step. And this is just a peeling off one layer of the onion. Because change is complex. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. I'm kind of back from the dead, although I'm nowhere out of the woods here. I'd much rather be in bed right now physically, but my mind says, no, you got a duty to perform, Evil doesn't take a day off, and I'm not being clever when I say this. Evil doesn't take time off. I can't either. So fortunately for me, I don't have to go out and dig a ditch today for a living. I would struggle. In fact, I'll tell you very quickly what happened to me yesterday. I'm in pretty good shape for a man my age. <laughs> I run sprints twice a week. I do a sled once to twice a week. It's very taxing. Um, I lift upper body, lower body, two times each. That's four times a week. And I swim three to four times a week between a quarter and a half mile. I'm not bragging, but I'm a man that's in pretty damn good shape for my age. And if I wasn't in good shape, I would have been really in trouble yesterday. Yesterday, I was... Uh, shopping for a birthday cake. And so I left the store, and I became overwhelmingly disoriented. I already didn't feel good. I thought I didn't have enough sleep. And I came became so disoriented, I couldn't find my car. And I saw a guy in the parking lot who worked at the store I was at, and I said, I'm getting kind of disoriented. The heat, it was 96 degrees, and the heat's kind of getting to me. And I really need help finding my car because I can't focus. So needless to say, I didn't make it home on my own either. So, yeah, and I went through the worst yesterday. Today, I'm a little bit better. But, yeah, it was uh, I've never quite experienced anything like that. But because I think my immune system is in good shape, I'm back here today, ready to move forward. And some people aren't able to overcome health maladies because they're not in good shape or their maladies are so severe that no one would ever be overcome. I get it. But most of us, we put excuses and barriers in our way. And we are conditioned as a society to be losers. I'm not insulting anybody. But let me just give you an example. How many sitcoms have you watched where the heroine or hero of the show who lives kind of a less than desirable struggling life, but they're very likable and they have talent and you go, gosh, if they could just, you know, you're rooting for them and they get so close to winning, but maybe they win the lottery, but they lose the ticket. And they fail miserably. While you're thinking about that, I'm going to go in and talk about conditioning. We're going to do it after our first break. We're brought to you by ageless muscle. You're going to be forced, a lot of you, in the near future, to do more than you've done physically for a while. And we're not saying you got to get out of your chair now. If you've been sedentary and want to run a marathon, but you got to get more out of your body. And also too, muscle mass is a good predictor of long-term life, longevity. Losing muscle mass is highly correlated to all cause mortality. This product I just showed you contains a number of ingredients that restores muscle validity and even size without exercising. Because this is a BioTrust product, they give you all the research, pages and pages. Here's the chemical. Here's what it does. Here's what the studies say. And they do it in layman's terms. You don't have to take a college class on research to understand it. And this product is tremendous. And you would find that you'll be stronger, healthier fit, can recover from stuff better. And you may need that in the days upcoming. You look at the people fleeing Gaza. You think they're being taxed physically as they move 100 miles or 50 miles from the north to the south? I feel bad for those people. Those probably aren't the people that crossed the border and butchered innocent civilians in Israel. You're going to be called on to do more. I want you to investigate this product. And the good news is you don't have to go beyond the site I'm going to send you to because they have all the research. Musclewithdave.com is where you go. The link will be in the description box. Musclewithdave.com. And you can hear, I'm going to keep going until the voice is totally gone. But what I'm going to say to you now is that we have a culture based on losing. We are conditioned to lose. You're not worthy of being a winner. This is the message from the mainstream media. I actually had my psychology students one year. I said, I'm going to give you the most fun assignment ever. And it's on conditioning. And I want you to pick out a sitcom and watch it throughout the course of the semester. It was one of five projects we had. Pretty easy. Half-hour sitcom, hour sitcom. Record it, watch it at your leisure. And I had them answer questions about resilience, about the ability to face challenges and move forward, or to withdraw and run and hide, or acquiesce to a temporary defeat, and just say, oh, well, that's the way it's always going to be. And then I had them combine into groups and see if they could get some aggregate data. And I taught him some few very, very simple statistical techniques. And overwhelmingly, you're saying, Dave, when was this? Early 2000s. But overwhelmingly, the message was the average person ain't worth a damn. And they're not capable of doing things on their own. And they need bigger forces to take care of them and manage their lives. Interesting. Interesting. Leave the tough decisions for the professionals. Don't make any on your own. You don't see many stories like Elon Musk. Like him or not like him, you can't argue with his work ethic and commitment to success. We don't teach that. Let me give you some biochemistry here. They've done research with rats and mice. They put them in tubes. And they're going to fight for control of the tube. And they push them out. The winner pushes them out. There's an amygdala response that secretes more dopamine. The feel-good, yeah, baby, I did it. Okay, the feel-good, powerful chemical. When you do something like that. The side that's defeated has what we call pronounced norepinephrine effect. Run from the challenge. Hide in the corner. And we see this in social circles, even involving humans. Who gets the most comfortable place? Who gets the higher prestige walking into a room? Who do people defer to? And a lot of it's transmitted through body language. We send off messages that... I'm not to be messed with. And then there are people that, <laughs> yeah, exactly, hang a sign on my back, pick on me, I'm easy. And we know a lot of it's neurological. And what they found in therapy, and what they also found with these mice, is if they get a little prod and they push the loser into winning with some extra help, you can recondition the mind to expect winning. And if the winning becomes a habit, then the factor of resilience comes in. This was the topic of my dissertation. And this, and in the dissertation, what I learned was there are certain predictors of people that are resilient. People who can overcome challenges when the odds say they shouldn't be successful. But they are. So what do those people have in common? Now, when I looked at this almost 30 years ago, it wasn't a well-researched field. Today, it's pretty well-researched. And what we learned is resilient people have a role model where they see other people overcoming obstacles and moving beyond who and what they are. This is why we root for underdogs in sports. I think subconscious is exactly why we do it. Because we see the little guy who's not supposed to be successful achieve way above and beyond what is thought to be possible. Gee, and if they can do it, I can do it. And actually, I used to give my clients homework assignments to read about resilient people because it role models and you can live vicariously. In other words, the mind does not know the difference between reality and imagination. And if you're vicariously living through who you're reading about, you begin to reprogram your mind. And you can really reprogram things. You really can. And I learned this as a coach. I've taken over losing programs. And I always had good success turning those around. It's probably the thing I did best. And I said to myself, gee, how does that happen? And I really didn't understand it. And now that I look back at it retrospectively, just kind of instinctively, I did the right things. I would set small goals for success and rewire the brain physiology. Didn't know I was doing that for a good part of my coaching career. Towards the later end when I was coaching and um, I had this knowledge, well then, yeah, I knew pretty much what I was doing. And you never overreact to a butt-kicking And people that can be programmed to, okay, basically, I know how to be successful, but I know I'm going to have setbacks. What do I learn from it? I move on. You get that amygdala dopamine effect, as opposed to the norepinephrine effect that says, well, I lost here. I'm always going to lose. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what I do. So if you're You're coaching a team, for example, that's just getting their butts handed to them. To keep your team from just rolling over and quitting, what do you do? You give them small tasks that they can achieve. Do this. Next possession. Everybody make sure we're doing this. Things will start to turn around. And this is when I really understood about how the brain worked here. Let's apply this to us. There's a psychology to winning our country back. We are faced with a mainstream media that dehumanizes the individual. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control? Knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available. And that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. and viruses. It is the best there is in the business, and you can read all the research on this simply by going to waterwithdave.com. That's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. It disparages you being an American. It makes you ashamed to be white, makes you ashamed to be pro-American. In fact, actually, they're reinforcing it again. Did you see where the FBI... And Merrick Garland wouldn't deny this. They're responding to an order from the DOJ to interview 100,000 Trump supporters. You know if they come to my door? What's your purpose? Do you have suspicion of a crime? Well, that's what we're trying to find out. Well, unless you have the suspicion, get the hell off my property. This is where I'm leading you to. They find that people that can be resilient tune out the messages, and they just take a step forward. They actually discovered this in a psychological treatment called EMDR. And this one famous psychologist, in the midst of a tragedy, describing in therapy, she would have the patient look to the left, look to the right, and would take the negative emotion out. Because the brain is perceiving movement. Isn't that interesting? So what we learn from EMDR is just, move, now you don't want to risk your life, but moving into the gap and doing something is empowering. And success breeds success. Winning begets winning. And it's done one small step at a time. Let me show you where I'm trying to use this here and what we're doing. Toss Tossthemall.com. I've heard from three people. We're categorizing who the people are. Hopefully we'll get a hundred to get this going. And it's just one small step. Yeah. We're going to work towards getting rid of all the bums that are there to cash in at our expense and don't give a damn about us. That's a step towards winning. That's empowering. And then you take your next step. You actually try to initiate it. You know, I was telling some people, there's some people really unhappy in my rural community for various reasons. And they said, simple solution. What's that? I said, you have enough numbers here. You could recall this official. Just one. You don't have to do everybody. Just one. Focus on them. Reverse the intimidation. Protest on the sidewalk peacefully in front of their house. It empowers you. It calls attention to you. You're doing something and you're winning on that day. And I remember Rod Robin Williams, you know, in the great movie. Win the day. Just do little things. Take this video, share it. Take another video, share it. Take an article, share it. Don't care where it comes from. You're taking a step forward. You're saying, I'm making a difference by waking up another person. And the people we wake up collectively, <coughs> all of a sudden are life force becomes overwhelming. And you say, well, Dave, what should be the goal of all this? Not just winning little battles. You could fight those forever. I agree. We should be moving towards civil disobedience of unconstitutional any illegal laws. Anything that the World Economic Forum or the UN says to do, that's illegal. It's a violation of our Constitution. It's a usurpation of our sovereignty as a nation. Your rights as a citizen. We need to have a culture of civil disobedience. We're just not going to do it. Every dictatorship, and believe me, Biden is a total, absolute dictator. Oh, I've just decided today, no Keystone Pipeline. Like, who the hell are you? We didn't elect a dictator. We elected a president to work with Congress, have their constitutionality judged by a Supreme Court, that if you saw it today, they're not doing their job. They okayed the laws outlawing ghost guns. I guess having protesters in front of your house had an effect. Amy Coney Barrett, yeah, know, well, the rest of them, they're afraid and they're acquiescing. They need to hear this. Once you get a culture that no, we're not gonna do that, I don't give a shit what the UN says. <laughs> That's sustainable development will go through. So when it goes through Congress that we have some control over, when it comes from the president's cooperation or veto or whatever, no, we're not doing it. No. Dictatorships need compliance because they don't have enough people to enforce their rules. They could get 87,000 people to audit your taxes. They could have 8 million and it wouldn't be enough. Unfortunately, I pay my taxes. But do I expect to be harassed? Yeah, I do. Because I'm telling people how to be free. Your nation is not free. And if I were 25 years old today, I would think about leaving America. America. We are one of the most unfree nations in the history of the world. You are about ready to see a draft that's going to send young people off to die in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Also, Congress can make money the longer the conflict goes on. Their insider trading pays them off for their defense industry stocks. BlackRock. More for coming. And then you're going to see these corporations make money hand over fist at the expense of your children's lives. See, I say that's unacceptable. That's where we say no and hell no. We're just not doing it. But you got to do it collectively, because individual dissent gets crushed. National dissent is a problem. And all I got to say is look at Romania and Ceaușescu. And I don't recommend executing your leaders when you oust them from power like the Romanians did. Although I understood why they did it. I would prefer to have seen civilized rule of law and then executing. This is all we got to do. One small victory at a time. But with the idea of saying, no, we're not going to do this. See, I'm not moving to a smart city. I'm not going to let anyone tell me. I'm going to be outside their economic system as much as I can. See, but right now, they're sneaking all this in, and there's only a few of us that understand what's going on. Our initial victory, the small step where we invoke the power of being a winner, is to educate people. And people don't get things at first blush. How many of you guys out there asked your wife to marry you three times and she said, not ready? Maybe you had to ask four or five. You've got to be resilient. You've got to see the end goal. We're not going to do what these people tell us. Why do we have to do that? Because we're the government. No. What does the Constitution say? What Constitution? As George W. Bush said, it's just a G.D. piece of paper. Well, we need them to respect the paper. So this is a call to action. We can go toss them all, and I think it's a great way to start. Because if every incumbent Republican knew their seat was at risk because of an anti-incumbent movement against uniparty BS, how quick would their behavior change? They are prostitutes. Prostitutes go towards where they get rewarded, and they avoid, like the police, where they get punished. That's why I like the toss them all movement. But maybe you have a better idea. But to do something. This is why people, you know, you thrill seekers, I'll tell you, there's a guy you really need to watch, and I'll close with this. If you can get beyond the language of F and MF and David Goggins, David Goggins was a 300 pound can't read, can't do exactly. It was kind of a mess. And one day he said he had enough. (laughs) I've tried his training routine one day and I couldn't walk for three. But anyway, um, he's a man that says one more step, one more step. Don't care what anybody else says. Be yourself. And this is how we need to be. I don't give a crap what Biden says in his executive order. Oh, we have to have a draft. Good. And get my kid. This is what we need to do. Pass it along. Thanks for joining us.